Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Yes, welcome, welcome once again. Why don't you help me in a very special way? I appreciate the kingdom business. Help me appreciate the business garage team. Here at Worship Harvest Nalia, we have some people in the house. If you're watching us online, you are very welcome at a location. You are very, very welcome. Now I want you in a very special way to help me welcome Director Grace and Mona. Oh yes, oh yes. They have been doing a great job laboring up until this point. We are talking about embracing business revival. And we've been going at it for the past couple of four weeks, I think. Yes. Four weeks. This is the fifth week. And today is a grand finale. So if you have not shared the link, I know you have somebody you love who is in business. Just go ahead and share the link with them. At least let them catch the tail end of this conversation because what we're about to share today is definitely going to change their business. My name is Florence. I'm very honored to be your host throughout this series. And, and so today we're going to talk about planting. But before we get into planting, remember we are using the book of Acts to explore God's word and through God's word see what kind of lessons we can pick that we can apply in our businesses. So the past couple of weeks, first of all in week one we talked about prayer, which is the vision that is very important that we have a vision for our businesses. We talked about evangelism, which for us in business is marketing. Without the market, we have no business. Then we went into partnering, working with the right people, both internally and externally. If we're going places, we cannot do business alone. And then last week, we talked about pastoring, which is training the people who are working in our businesses, equipping them to deliver the goods or the results that we expect of them. Today, we're still going to go through God's word, exploring God's word, and picking out key principles in there that we can apply in our businesses. And we are going to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. We are still in Acts. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Bible says that when they in the upper room, they received power. The power they received was for a reason. It wasn't for them to laugh to smile, to fall, to shake a little bit, but there was a reason why they were given that power. There was a responsibility coming with that power. The power that was coming upon them was for them to witness, all right, to take this gospel, this message they had received, not just in their immediate communities, but they had to take it to, to Judea, to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And we're saying, okay, we have started a business. We have prayed, we have a vision, we have evangelized, we have a market, we have partners we brought on board, we are training and equipping our teams. And now what happens after here? Are we just going to be excited and comfortable with our small business, FMF, it's doing whatever I, I, I started, the reason why I wanted it to work, it's working. FMF, my family is happy, we are eating well. 
why should I even start multiplying this stress, okay? It's been stressful to make it work up until this point. I'm at a point of rest. Why should I multiply it? And I want director to start us off on this conversation of why it's important for me not just to stay in Jerusalem. Why must I go to all these four stages to Judea? Why must I go to Samaria? Why must I labor to go to the ends of the earth? Why is it important for my business? Okay. Thank you so much. Um, my take on that would be that uh, business is a responsibility. Yeah. It's a responsibility. It's not a privilege. Once you understand that, that you have a responsibility on your hands and you're just not privileged to do whatever you, you, you're doing, then that responsibility compels you to actually spread that business wherever um, you're able to. Let me give you an example. Say you had the cure for COVID, and you know, you, you for one reason or the other, you have found out that when you get uh, one thing and add it to another, mm. you're able to cure COVID. Would you want to restrict that to your, to Nadia only? You would really want it to reach yeah. Sao Paulo, you'd want it to reach uh, Texas, mm. you'd want it to reach Brisbane, mm. and the other ends of the world. It becomes imperative for you to make sure that your business has locations in these places. So if you know for sure yeah. that it is not just a privilege, that you're, you're the one, mm, you it the is power. a responsibility. It is a responsibility that you must steward very carefully or else that responsibility can be given to another person. Wow. You're not the only one who can actually do this. As long as you're not helping people relieve their pain, mm. then someone else will come up and do that responsibility very well. Yeah. Mona? I totally agree with that. And... I think here we need to get over ourselves mm. and, and, and embrace the responsibility. But another element, sometimes if you don't expand, you die. You necessarily have to die. Mm. And an example that comes again in the business context is uh, savings and credit uh, cooperatives. And that's a space I'm familiar with. Uh, they, they tend to be member-based. And they grow as fast as their members are saving and investing. Mm. Yeah. But then they'll have members among them yeah. who then outgrow what, say, a savings and credit cooperative can provide them. Because savings and credit cooperatives, for instance, tend to have a cap on their loans mm. and say we cannot lend any one borrower more than 200 million. Meanwhile, you have Director Grace as a member who is expanding yeah. and requires 300 million investments or 500 million investments. If you don't meet those growing needs, they will move on to, to other person. entities. So mm. that, that entity needs to necessarily grow. The membership then needs to fold into something else mm. and become another entity. They actually morph into other entities and become uh, deposit-taking institutions, mm. formal mm. deposit-taking mm. institutions. So for me, over and above it being a responsibility, yeah. it is a necessity because if you don't grow, you die. And as in nature, yeah. an, an entity that is not growing mm. will die, will shrivel, will shrink. Mm. And if you mm. cease to be relevant, say, in that example, to your members, they move on and they find something else uh, that will take care of their needs. So if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. 
in short. Because very soon the people who are working with you will find you irrelevant because you're not meeting their needs. That's very interesting. So you know that I'm here to represent you. If you have any questions, remember to put them in the chats. Somebody's there looking out for them and they're going to bring them right here for these business leaders to answer them. Now, Director, I want to know, okay, I need to meet the needs of the people. Okay, it's a responsibility, okay? And entrepreneurs are people who solve a problem for a profit, so I have a solution I must take around the world. I have this COVID vaccine that must reach the ends of the earth. So how do I know that I'm actually ready for that kind of responsibility? Because going to the ends of the earth, I, I, you don't go there walking. What are the, the indicators or the things that I need to put in place or the things that I need to look out for that show that now I'm expansion ready, now it's time for me to go to Judea, it's time for me to go to Samaria, now I can go to the ends of the earth because I don't think I wake up one morning and I'm ready to go to the ends of the earth. Can I just peep in there? Yeah. Bit? Sorry, Director. I had the privilege and opportunity of sitting with this gentleman yesterday evening. By the way, uh, Pastor Florence, you didn't ask me who my greetings were to today. <laughs> okay, we shall, so we shall do greetings at the end. But um, I had the privilege and opportunity of sitting with him as we prepared for this segment. And right there, I realized I was seated in the middle of greatness. Wow. Yeah? And this segment, I told him, tomorrow I want you to do most of the talking and I'm going to set you up to tell your story because if we leave it to him, he's he going won't. to give us snippets and, uh, here and there. So I want, to take it, I want to take that question because yeah. I know I'm going to set him up yeah. to tell us his story. Great, I like it. Do I it. have your permission? So yeah. I, we honor you, Director. <laughs> Come on, people, let's honor Director. This man... Because I think today is Director's Day. Yes, this gentleman knows and has done and has walked and touches and feels and can teach us on yeah. expansion yeah. and growth. As I reflected some more, I thought about the father of this house as well and I'd like to honor him as well, up more. Come on, people. Again, again um, when, you, when, when you consider what they've done, I had uh, the opportunity of uh, my husband being here on Friday and it was interesting seeing him taking what Upmore and the leadership at, 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 at Worship Harvest has done mm. with, 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 with everything that you can see. So yeah. we celebrate and honor those two men. But just to get into your question, uh, and as I set director up, one, uh, for instance, some of the, 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 the conditions you must uh, have in mind and consider would be you have regular customers. Mm. So those are some of the things. If, if your customers are regular and they're growing, that could be an indicator mm. that you're ready to expand. And what do I mean? These are people who are returning, they're spending valuable amounts of money, and therefore you have a growing profit. Yeah. However, in the regularity of those customers, you might see spikes yeah. that could excite you and that could even tell you it is now. But leaning into spikes, there are some examples that we are probably all very familiar with. Yeah. In the COVID lockdown, there was Zoom and there was Netflix. Those two entities, I'm sure you are aware of the spikes in their growth that yeah. they saw, that they, the demand, you know? So they had regular Increased. customers and then mm, suddenly there's a spike. Mm. And why must we look out for these spikes, study them and see what's underpinning them? Zoom, for instance, um, everybody now had to meet and uh, with the meeting everybody realized we don't have to 
uh, travel long distances. We don't have to travel for conferences. Conferences need not to be expensive and that yeah. type of thing. So as, 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 as we're coming out of COVID and as we're getting back into a, a, a normal lifestyle, the demand for Zoom meetings and the Zoom product is not necessarily falling. Um, there's, there's, that demand has stayed and yeah. is going to stay quite regular, at least for what we can see. Mm. However, Netflix, that had a captive audience, and maybe even YouTube, that had a captive audience yeah. when people had a lot of time on their hands, might be seeing a shift in the trend. And in case they had premised and started putting in place infrastructure to contain a lot of that spiked growth or the spiked demand, for instance, they might be um, having a different look at it now that people are going back to um, their day jobs and, and what they yeah. do and no longer have that time. So one must look out for um, uh, the regularity of customers and, and, and what they are bringing. And I'd like to then uh, ask director to talk about, because the regularity means profits and yeah. cash, and I'd like director to take us about the importance of cash in the expansion, then you bring it back and I'll bring it back to you. That is pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, one. Bigger is not always better. Okay. I'm going to quote uh, the founder of Chick-fil-A who said that he was being pressurized to expand and expand and expand. And he pounded the table and said, bigger is not always better. But if we get better, our clients will demand that we become bigger. Bigger is not always better. But if we get better, our clients will demand that we get bigger. They want you to grow. They will stress you. If no one is asking for your services elsewhere, mm. be humble <laughs> and stay in Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> or work on getting your services asked for. Okay, that is a perspective. The other thing is, you cannot scale inefficiencies. Mm, multiply chaos. So you must not, you cannot scale losses. Already in one, you're not making it. Then you're saying, you know what? Ten. Mm. You'll die faster. Okay. You'll move closer to your grave. The third aspect I would bring out would be the readiness of the leadership team. You see, when you, when you begin your business, the strength of the founder is the strength of the organization. As the business grows, the strength of the founder become the weakness of the organization. And so the issue is because most founders are very strong, um, opinionated, they are go-getters, they are, they are they, driven. They, they are driven. Let's say you're good at sales. And when you start your shop in Nadia, you really make it themselves. You really kill it. And so the organization grows around you because you are actually the salesperson. And you're the one who delivers the, you're the rainmaker. Then 
as the organization grows, the very fact that you're a good salesperson becomes its limitation. Because now, when we say we are going to check who will be there, you're not there, you're not omnipresent. Yeah. And that becomes the problem. Mm -hmm. Now, when you get over that, then you get the other uh, challenge. Uh, you know, you, have the, you must have the leadership team. What do you do with the leadership team? You delegate. That means you're not going to make decisions. Ask yourself on a single day, how many decisions do you make? When you grow the organization, you should make as few decisions as possible. And if decisions wait your sign off, mm -hmm. then that organization has no chance of growing. So you delegate to such an extent that you become more like um, a nothing doer. It should be that way by design, that as the organization grows, you actually do less. Uh -huh. Up to a point, yes, mm. because then you have your DNA wherever the organization has what? Mm. Has grown. Of course, under that, you're using data. Mm. The, Edward Deming said that the number one role of the leader is prediction. And what do you use to predict data? So the leader then looking forward to scale must be able to mine data and use data. It's no longer about the feelings of the leader, the emotion and juices of the leader, no. It is data that we're using to scale. So does the data allow us to go to Gulu? Yes or no? We are not playing to please the leader we are playing to, to make sure that the organization actually, um, we are playing more to the organization than to the leader. And so the leader is happy to even step aside and allow other people to have um, the, the say. The last aspect would be repetition. The leader has to know and keep the main thing the main thing. So he has to be the chief repeating officer. What is it that you're repeating? You repeat, 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 so that people know what is core mm. and what is not core. Mm. When you look at, so what is core? Mm -hmm. um, in the Christian faith, what is core is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The virgin birth and eventual return of Christ. Any other thing is negotiable. You get uh, <laughs> every other thing is negotiable. So you will find, that's why we mix with the Presbyterian, the Baptist, the, you know, we agree on the core. So once the core is, is, is clarified by the leader, then the rest is good. Give us an example from Vine. Okay, in Vine, there are three things we say, uh, we can, in fact, say we, they are sacrosanct. They are sacrosanct. We shall promote you to your next employer if you abrogate these three. Number one, people. Mm. <laughs> people treat people well. Mm. You can disagree with people, but disagree agreeably. I even add, if you want to slap someone and you feel like you're about to get them by the collar, walk out, call me, tell me I've gone home. It's okay. <laughs> but don't 
mistreat people. Yeah. Number two, be integral with stock. Number three, be integral with cash. The rest are negotiable. Um, should you should you buy milk for your you know branch? Should you buy them bread? Uh, do you Basically feel stocking. Uh, uh, those are extras. Should you take them for KFC? Um, if you feel you're like taking them for KFC, take them for KFC. You don't feel like don't. <laughs> so the flavor and the presentation can be far, but what is core remains core. So the setup of the vine of the vine pharmacies can differ from from entity to entity. It can, it can. That is not so key. It is important, but it's not a, a, a deal maker, a, a, a deal breaker. So we can we can have elements that are the same, mm. but then we can have details that are different. So basically, what what you're talking about is um, the leader and and how they must prepare themselves for growth and expansion is what I'm hearing from you. Yes. This last segment. Yeah, you yes. Just about the, the, the leader, the leader must be able to have a template um, to help them grow. Each market is different, and the leader has to know that whenever they grow, they are a startup in that new market, mm -hmm. and they must have a war chest of cash, scaling sucks cash. Mm. Okay. Most businesses are unable to scale because already they are doing badly. I, I was told that most businesses are actually undercapitalized. Um, that's a whole different problem. But <laughs> now you're making me lose my train of thought. Watchest and why you need it. You need to have a war chest of cash. There's a reason why it's called a war chest. Okay. <laughs> it's not a chest. <laughs> it is not your six pack <laughs> and this is where the ego of the leader becomes their own problem mm. because they, they expand with ego more than data mm. so they go with the chest and they forget the war chest the cash uh -huh. so when, when you go with just the chest you will have challenges Yeah. Yes. because when you go to Gulu for instance you may, you, if you go to Gulu you may realize that the guys in Gulu want OD as part of the menu. Yeah. And you, you are a startup there. So you're going to relearn yeah. many lessons. Yeah. In between, you will make losses and you will need to have that watches to deploy and adapt. If you go to KFC in China, it has noodles mm. and rice as part of their menu. Yeah. Here, you guys are so small, you don't have Katogo as part of the menu. <laughs> should have so they can just <laughs> compel you to eat chips. Yeah. But you study the market and then you adapt to the needs and wants of that, the peculiarities of that market. Mm. And so you're looking at, every time you're looking at the four P's of marketing, place, promotion, price, and realizing that how are you going to price that different market? And price among the all the four P's is the one that actually makes money. So how creative are you going to be around price in the locations that you're going to open? Sometimes you need a different pricing structure. Sometimes, you know, that's where dynamic pricing comes into play. So you will find, for instance, these petrol stations you see have learned a lesson. So you see, you know, petrol, at different prices in different locations. Mm. Is it possible that there is something they know that you do not know? Okay? So data. Yes. 
So they started the place and then are able to realize, you know, this, you can price at, at this point. This is the price point that we need to actually play in. Um, Pastor Flores, maybe I give it back to you. <laughs> so, in terms of conditions, what yeah. we're seeing is you need regular customers yeah. who are paying you regularly, who provide that profitability and cash, mm. which comes under the stewardship of a leader who has controlled their ego or is self-controlled self personal mastery is mm. very strong. Mm. They have a vision and they're ready to deploy. And those um, uh, seem internal and and a little bit external to mm. the business. But one element that can that can guide in terms of expansion is the growth of the very industry in mm. which you are. So if your industry in which you're playing is growing, you necessarily are going to be carried up by that tide. So we also must be aware when we are, uh, are being carried by a tide and also ride the wave yeah. because when there's growth, it's a good time to invest in growth. Yes. But at the same time, you also must watch for the trends within uh, the sector. And I'll give an example again of agribusiness, mm -hmm. which I'm very familiar with. We're in the business of feeding the world, and indeed, f uh, food and feeding the world looks like a growing business. It is going to grow. Um, so expansion, and, put, and, and, and even if you just looked uh, at Uganda, the, our, our population growth, and the number of people we need to feed, mm. and then also the demand internationally and locally. So somebody playing within the agribusiness sector necessarily needs to be thinking growth because of the growth trends. However, within that same sector, you have um, elements like the tobacco industry that might not necessarily be uh, experiencing the same kind of growth mm. because of certain regulations around it. Uh, that are that are uh, that are going against uh, tobacco, so it wouldn't be wise to be investing very heavily within within that uh, sector yeah. and infrastructure. You want to look at possibly shrinking, containing, exiting. Uh, then uh, there have been times again in the agribusiness sector where, for instance, in terms of export markets, our maize has been has been has been rejected, or our poultry is being rejected, or our milk is being rejected. It has impacts on the growth within that segment because you have the individual farmers wondering if they should not switch, if they should not leave poultry and go to coffee, if they should not leave coffee and go to, to, to maize when there's a boom. So all those things need to be watched. You need to understand mm. what is happening to your sector in which you're playing and watch the trends Fact there the and, trends. And, 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 and calibrate your growth appropriately. Mm. So some of these seem like temp temporary 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 setback, so you need to know if it's temporary, find out from the sector players what is being done about this aflatoxin problem, yeah. are we getting products on the, on the market, uh, how are we going to help the farmers ensure that, you know, mm. or if it looks like it's carrying on, the tobacco thing, the regulation is just getting harder, you then think of exiting and yeah. have a whole yeah. other strategy. Yeah. So watch the trends. They within will inform your, yes, within whether you're sector, going bigger. Within your economy. Yeah. Yes, if you are a shrinking economy, it says something. If you're in a shrinking sector, yeah. it says something. Mm. Yeah. So watch the trends, watch the economy, and respond accordingly. Yeah. Directly, it looks like something is the burning. The trends. Mm. The trends are separate from uh, fads. Yes. Yeah. Um, a trend is sustainable. A trend, you can tell the vein within the trend. And this is the point. 
Um, you know, on the Ugandan, let me give you a trend that will not go away. <laughs> a couple of them. On the Ugandan scenario, Ugandans will party. They will party. They are party animals. After? Mm, yeah. Party. party. Mm. Even there is a group of uh, Ghanaians who came here, and they, their comment was, "But you guys know how to party. Know how to party." <laughs> <laughs> so when you realize that, then you see how to mine, mm. mine it. Mm. Weddings in Uganda are not going to get smaller. We thought COVID had, had, had brought some sense mm -hmm. of sensibility. No. No. Mm. There is more bling uh, um, added. Mm. I think the more bling. Some of the things I look at, I pray, I, 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 I shudder. But then the thing is, the thing is this. Considering you have people coming of age. Eh? Exactly. <laughs> um, I worry, actually. Mm. <laughs> I worry. But weddings are not going to become smaller. Yeah. Okay. So how do we then tap into a trend and mine it? You see, um, there's another trend. Forgive me mm. if you get hurt. But the Baganda even say, mm. The issue is, people are going to work to look lighter. Ah. Like it or not. Really? Yeah. But you'd know. You're selling. Yeah. I am, I'm telling you. <laughs> I am telling you. And incidentally, incidentally, the dark want to be light. Mm. The light want to be lighter. Mm. Hey. So. Yes. Hey. Yes. The light want to be lighter. In fact, many of the clients are already light, but they actually oh. want to be a lot lighter. Wow. It's not something you're going to fight against and win. Mm. Okay. So you notice a trend, notice where the vein is, invest in the trend, then realize even the lady in Kavale mm. wants to be lighter. <laughs> you had to go to my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> That's not violence. <laughs> yes. So when you notice that, mm. you mentioned agribusiness. People will eat. Yeah. Okay, they are not about to stop eating. And so quantity really matters. And when you invest wisely, then something of a fad masks. Mm. Okay. Now I see people selling masks. At what point do you exit? <laughs> you know, you find, you find, you find at every road junction, mm -hmm. people are still selling masks. The data, they're not believing the data that they are getting. Mm. If you still have masks, see a way of just giving them out and going <laughs> to another business. COVID is gone. <laughs> At least for now, it's gone. So the, the issue is get data. Mm. Let data it's guide all. you. Mm. Test the data. Have prototypes. Test the market. And when you get it right, learn fast, act fast.
Let speed be your, to, 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 your, 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 your secret weapon. That you're learning fast, you're deploying very fast. I'm told of a story where um, uh, Sam Walton, the guy who started uh, Walmart, would, would get uh, market intelligence. And by Thursday, they are discussing, the, the intelligence gathered, and by Saturday, it's being implemented. By the way, the one who has the intelligence actually wins. Mm. And acts on it. <laughs> yeah, you could have it and If not you act don't on have it. market intelligence, if you're not able to detect how changes in the market are happening, when, when, when I used to be in the clothing business, I used to come to church and just watch the trades. Sure. The ladies are. Mm. If you see two, you know, there was this style where um, this side was longer than this side. Hilo, Hilo. <laughs> I don't know what's called, but it's I knew. Guide us, is it still on or not? <laughs> oh, it went. It went. You notice it. Okay? Mm, then like, there was a style where the behind is longer than. Uh -huh. oh, so you had different flavors. One side was longer than, but then, then the, the back was longer than the other one. <laughs> the thing is, if you can notice Ali and catch it at its beginning point, you will make money. Okay. You will make money. I'd the, like to ask you to speak about exposure yeah. and what that did for you in your story because it was also very illuminating yeah. and the importance of business leaders seeing beyond their noses. But exposure. Exposure. Kindly uh, tell us that bit. So one day I, you know, were running, I think, three mm -hmm. or four, you know, branches. And, you know, we thought we were on top of the game, of our game, and three, boy, you know, mm -hmm. the competition had won. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have three. <laughs> You're doing well. <laughs> yeah. So I flew down to Johannesburg and uh, found a chain called Discam. And Discam, that time, I think, had like a hundred I was blown away. So when we topped about 20, um, some people said, oh, you have 20. You've really expanded. And I said, I know people who have 100. Because you'd seen that this came upon them. Exactly, exactly. Then I went down to Philippines, Manila, Philippines, and there was a chain they were working with that had 247. Then you realize your 20 mm. <laughs> is actually completely nothing. And if you have one, what should I say? <laughs> You're better than those who have yet started. Move, move. Your solution is needed in more than one. Move into another uh, geography. Move into another product, because when you're scaling, you're scaling people, mm. you're scaling geography, mm. you're scaling product as well. Mm. Service. So what product are you able to add on onto, onto the mix that you have? Then serve, you're serving now a different kind of clientele, but you're adding value to the market and making the whole environment a much better place to live in. And for that, I think the answers sometimes are with the customers. They'll mm. tell you what they mm. want. Yeah. yeah. And, and what they need. Yeah. Some will be telling you, but we don't have your products in Nalia, we don't have your products in Chaliwajala, we don't have your products in Gulu. 
Unlike for a bank, for instance, they might realize they don't need a branch. What they need is an ATM. Mm. So sometimes yeah. you may need to yeah. make that. Mm. And there's Cavelli, Cavelli mm. Restaurant. Mm. You know their main branch is in Nakasero, but recently they opened a small in outlet Bukoto. Mm. in Bukoto. So you might need to consider that sometimes you don't need to have the whole head office yeah. replicated. Sometimes you just need to open mm. a branch. Mm. Sometimes mm. it's an ATM, yeah. you know? So, so what elements are your customers asking you to grow and what's the most efficient and profitable way of mm, mm, delivering it. Yeah. So don't lose sight of that. And the distribution doesn't have to necessarily be one way or homogeneous. It can be uh, changed. All right. You can actually expand through uh, distributors, through agents. You, you please speak literally about the franchising model. Please, <laughs> please. Before we get into franchising, and he must tell us about that, uh, I want us to take it back inside a little bit, because we've been on the outside, all right? The trends, the demands from the customers, ETC. But there's systems and processes that support expansion. Mm. Usually the trouble with expansion is my product or my service being the same in the next town where I have taken it, people having the same experience, how do I multiply the experience or the quality of the product to be the same the further we go from the center? And what enables that are systems and processes. Mm -hmm. Would we, can you talk to us about getting our systems and processes ready for expansion? Then we, we have a number of questions also coming in so we can also get into that as well. But take us a bit about the inside of the business to have it ready for that kind of thing. You need, you need processes that are really well documented. Mm. Um, but you, you need to have two things you're looking at. What is the process for getting products procured? Number one. So you have a process accountability chart uh, where which process do we, do we if, you, if you're unable to come to work today, who do you tell? Okay. How do you inform HR or whoever is in charge. Mm. You need that process yeah. very well uh, documented. And your role is to make sure that um, the process and the function go hand in hand. Failure to do that, you'll find that people in one branch understand things in a different way from another branch. Mm. So you've had variability of experience when you move from one shop to another where you go, let's say, to a bank branch uh, on Acacia, you get a different kind of service. Mm -hmm. uh, you, get, you get to their head office and they tell you, no, you need to bring your marriage certificate. And the guys the other side say, no, you, you don't need it. <laughs> so unless the processes mm -hmm. are very well documented mm -hmm. and yeah. you're always troubleshooting to see what changes you need to introduce into the process mm -hmm. every other time. Yeah. So have processes but document them Yes. and continuously improve them so that when you are multiplying, you're simply multiplying, just transferring the whole system to another place, right? Correct. So training, Mike, I think training is also important. Training. Mike Aboneka is asking a question. He's asking, how do we draw the line between expanding using data and faith? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The Holy, I feel the Holy Spirit is leading me to go to the next town. Yeah, to go to the next nation. You see... Faith doesn't mean you don't have data. Mm -hmm. okay. The two yeah. are not mutually exclusive. You need the data to actually have faith, in my view. When they say in Acts chapter 2, and 3,000 were added to, their, uh, to, their, to the congregation, yeah. why did they have that data? Mm. 
so that they put in place systems and processes that can accommodate these 3,000. Yeah. When the processes fell apart and the widows were not getting food, exactly. they said, you know what? We need, we need some among us mm. to, to really look after this. What? Mm. Because the processes were not supporting the mm. growth that they mm. had. When, 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 when Moses was with the children of Israel moving from Egypt to, 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 to the promised land, he would have died if it hadn't taken Jethro to tell him, you know what, mm. dude, this thing you're doing will kill you. Yeah. And I'll be with a miserable daughter who is a, who is a widow. <laughs> yeah. So in this case, get groups of 10 and then get groups of 100. That's data. Mm. Okay? And how you use the data is the secret. It's not just a matter of amassing data. It is the insights and the relationships you actually get with the data. Mm. That as this increases, this decreases, and so this one. And so that is the secret source of the relationship between the data sets. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Director. Edgar Samuel is asking, how do you encourage a man who still thinks his business is cottage even after 15 years? How do you encourage them to expand? Get your business. Sorry? Get your own business. Sometimes the way you encourage him is by starting the business. <laughs> the thing is, you cannot, if you are, you are discouraged, part, yeah. of, part of why you become entrepreneurs is because you are frustrated. Yeah. Okay? yeah. So may that frustration lead you into starting the very business that you think you have been anointed to see and identify and then you'll be the one to start it. So if you think there's bad bread on the market, start it. Don't make noise for us. Go ahead and start it. Yeah. I, 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 a gentler approach. Uh, yeah, because there's someone looking at directly like human is A gentler approach is sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And there's material like this, and you help them take, understand the, di the, the data of their business mm, and, and mm, make a and case yes. for them. So before you. Before you you like open their eyes. <laughs> yes, open their eyes. Yeah. And it does, by the way, this kind of information and, and teaching and what have you, and mm. there are spaces for this kind of thing. School of practical business. Yeah. School of leadership. Yeah. Prepares you. There's knowledge out there. There are people, there are coaches and mentors you haven't yet met who will help you see things in a way that you haven't seen mm. and help you and walk with you on this journey. Sometimes you need to follow somebody who has done it and they'll tell you, this is the landmine here. This mm. is when you should now accelerate. This is when you should slow down. Yeah. So I exist to. to <laughs> but to, if you so feel yeah. compelled, yeah. bled, mm. then break away and start the thing. And show okay. them the possibility. That yeah. is also when good. you find more fault in your boss, yeah, fire him <laughs> and then um, start your thing. <laughs> then we shall see. Uh, we're going into a series of honor I, I pity you people and what we are going to learn honor him by breaking away <laughs> because you don't want to remain a pain in his organization that is true yeah. Yeah. So, that is true yes. so it goes back to the thing that you're saying that when people cannot are frustrated with you they will go find other solutions exactly. out there yeah. exactly. so you either expand to meet that demand or you die right yes. yeah Anyway, Director, talk to us about franchising. Yes, please. Before we close. Franchising is a very good system. Okay? Mm. It is where you're actually... I was listening to Don Miller. He said, the only way you can make money sustainably is if you help other people make money. 
So franchising is this, I am making money. So let's work together and you make money. You're not a consumer, you're actually making money. And so the conversation we have is how do you make more money and how do we make more money? It is not how do you work for me, how do I work for you? The challenge with organizations is as you grow, politics becomes very key. And so people play you against each other. <laughs> so franchising just helps remove the politics. And so we are saying, look, this thing is not working. So what do we do? You think, I think. You have a very good thinking and sparring partner. Mm. So you're saying, this branch is not working. What do we do? How can we help you? How can we deploy? Mm. The element of the growth and politics that come in every and any organization is something that has to be dealt with by giving autonomy to the very um, entity that you're opening and giving them much autonomy. That's why the art of delegation is really a leader's best uh, friend. Mona had a marriage hack. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we... We were talking yesterday and we got, I don't know why we always talk about the issues of disagreements and the last time we were talking about when things are... are, 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 are Hold are, the hands. Yes. But now we thought of a hack to prevent you from getting to those situations mm. where things are not good. You know, prevention is better than cure. And we thought of something that is right before our very eyes. Uh, the use of uh, terms of endearment mm. and pet names, you mm. know? <laughs> It's very different uh, when you're referring to your spouse, Jane, Mary, Paul, Tom, mm. you know? Tata Betty. Mama Miti. Madame. Mommy, you know? Um, uh, without, the, without the endearments or even the flat ones, it's very easy to launch into sharp words. Mm. It's very easy to launch into sharp words, squalling at and mm. all that. But you see, when you precede it with honey, believe you me, the mm. next words are not going to be sharp, mm. surely. Mm. It's, a, it's a total contradiction. Mona is not bringing it out. Well. Hey. Uh -huh. Call her uh -huh. honey, baby, uh -huh. sugar. Uh -huh. <laughs> you see, the thing is this. This, this thing is going somewhere else together. You listen, hey. listen. See, when, you you, when you have a disagreement, it is very hard to say, but sugar, you're yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it is easy to say, Jen, yes. <laughs> Why don't you help me appreciate these wonderful people? So we've moved from planning about business to getting married hacks. We shall have another maybe conversation where we should invite you to tell us about marriage. <laughs> because I think when you go to prepare, things are rubbing off. So thank you so much. Why don't you help me appreciate Director Grace? Help me appreciate Mona. We've been talking about embracing business revival. So go ahead and catalyze that revival in your business. You know you, if you need prayer, or you need the vision, just get the vision and make it clear. For some people, it may be marketing, evangelism. For others, maybe partnering, getting the right people to partner with in your business. For others, it might be training. For other people, you've done all of that very well. Comfort has kicked in and you must go to Judea, you must go to Samaria, you must go to the ends of the earth, or you must start preparing.
preparing your business to go to all those levels because the business that you have is a responsibility. It is not a luxury. It's not for you. You're simply a steward of these solutions God has given you to take them to the ends of the earth for many people to benefit from them. So set yourself up for success by implementing all these things. If you know somebody who will need this information, share the link. And director usually recommends some books for us. There's a, there are two. One, mm. Scaling Up by Van Hanish. Mm. The other one is No Rules Rules by Reed Hastings yeah. and Erin Meyer. How the story of Netflix yeah. and the culture that they have. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead, get that material, read and prepare your business to excel. We never want to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you're watching us online, you received a link from somebody, but you don't know about Jesus. You basically a business leader but there's nothing to your faith you don't know where all these things come from you're talking about the bible you cannot relate with it all these ideas you're talking about come from a source and that's jesus and today we want to invite you to get into a relationship with a source of this wisdom himself to become one with him and it's very simple you simply believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is lord and i'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer so you can start this journey just go ahead and say these words after me say dear jesus I come to you today to receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Forgive my sins, take my life, my business, my everything, and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've just said that prayer, you are born again. And we want to help you even further make sense of the decision you have just made. There's a number running on the screen or running in the chats wherever you are watching from, either on YouTube. The number is 0775-642-449. Just go ahead and send a text, send a WhatsApp or call. If you need prayer, if you need counsel, you want to be discipled, you want to make sense of this decision, you've just made there's a pastor behind that line who is ready to help you make sense and help you go to the next level in this faith thank you so much for joining us for business garage why don't you help me one more time appreciate the business garage team apostle mose pastor chris we appreciate you thank you for giving us this wonderful vision that's changing many lives and many businesses that are going to eventually change many lives of people see you next sunday we'll be starting a new series so you still want to be plugged in you still want to share the link you still want to be here so see you next sunday the encounter service is starting at nine you can dash here at worship harvest nalia so you can be able to partake of the new series we are starting here at worship harvest as well bye bye for now for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.